You're listening to the Locked On Nuggets podcast, your daily podcast on the Denver Nuggets. Now, here is your host from denverstiffs.com, Adam Mates. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, part of the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Adam Mates from denverstiffs.com, the largest Denver Nuggets blog and community on the web. Check us out. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode of the show will be a brief one. Unfortunately, not a whole lot, I don't think, to... Um, you know, usually in, in following games, I, I'll go over a full slate of notes. I don't have a ton of notes on this game. Um, my notes are pretty brief, and I don't think, uh, you know, plain and simple, this was a really, really atrocious loss. Um, worse than the, the Clipper loss, I think. Um, Dallas, interestingly enough, has been a tough matchup for Denver um, this season and last. I think. They have quick point. They have quick guards, and they play small. They spread the court. Um, they do a good job of collapsing the defense and finding the kickout three. That's kind of their mo. Those are all things that Denver is very, very bad at. They're bad at containing um, the ball in pick and roll. They're bad at containing the roll guy in pick and roll, and they're bad at at closing out to shooters after they've tried to collapse the paint. They're also bad at containing dr- um, dribble penetration. So. If you recall the last time the Nuggets played, I don't think J.J. Barea was in the lineup. Um, took a little bit of the wind out of their sail because, you know, they like to go to these multi two and three guard um, lineups where you have a lot of point guards and a lot of speed around the court. Tonight they were able to do that and um, and they were able to crush Denver. Um, so one of the stories, one of my big notes here was that Denver just always has a hard time with some of the same things. It's funny, we thought – we thought that Millsap would return and, and, and fix the defense. And the defense, uh, 110 defensive rating tonight is like not is bad. It's not good, but it's not it's not absolutely horrible. But you're talking about a team tonight that was trying to lose. This win hurt um, Dallas almost as much as the loss hurt Denver. Honest to God, probably 70% as much because they risk – you know, they had a great chance of finishing with the league's worst record um, this year. They've already been tan- fined for tanking. Now, ironically enough, they might end up getting this giant f- fine for talking about tanking while still somehow finish with like the seventh or eighth pick, which is good but not great. So this loss hurt. This one, or this win, I should say, hurt. Dirk would catch fire in this game, and then Carlisle would pull him out. You know, there was some funny stuff going on. They're playing Erlens Noel, uh, who hasn't really played all year. Um, they they were not trying to win this game yet Denver still struggled with some of the the same things that they've struggled with all year um defensively Jokic in the pick and roll tonight and he he's actually been doing this since the turn of the calendar since 2018 you know Dennis Smith Jr is a load he's so quick he's got such an explosive first step Jamal Murray just couldn't keep him in front Gary Harris couldn't keep him in front Will Barton really couldn't keep him in front he kept getting into the paint and Jokic for whatever reason you know, we always talk about, oh, well, sometimes he's smart with positioning. I don't think he's actually been smart with his defensive positioning recently. Um, and a lot of that is in the pick and roll. He's playing in between. There was a play specifically in the third quarter I'm thinking of where um, I think it's Dennis Smith Jr. comes around the, the, the pick and roll. Jokic is playing two feet in front, maybe actually like four feet in front of Nerlens Noel and four feet behind um, Dennis Smith Jr. and just stands there. Dennis Smith Jr. lobs it over the top and and it goes down. Jokic jumped, but Jokic can't jump high enough to out jump Nerlens Noel. You throw a lob up there, Jokic can't get it. He also, if he's standing at the where he's standing, he's not a threat to stop Dennis Smith Jr. So I don't, 
I don't understand if that's a coaching decision or if that's something that Malone is doing going off script, but I just don't get why he is dropping so I don't even want to say so deep into the paint, but just so so strangely into the paint. And by the way, same thing was happening against uh, Mason Plumley tonight. Um, in, in all quarters, when he w- got matched up with Nerlens Noel, there was a couple, uh, and even Dwight Powell, there were just some easy pick and roll reads for the point guard to to get baskets. Dwight Powell actually had two dunks he missed, which I think would have exasperated what was going. You, you, you know, I think defensively that second unit maybe gets credit for a stop on that, but really it was just Dwight Powell missed a wide o- two two wide open dunks. Um, but Denver's defense just doesn't look any better against these types of teams, teams that run spread pick and roll. And Houston's one of them. Dallas is another one. Um, it's a Carlisle uh, thing to, to spread the court and and just run pick and roll after pick and roll. Well, Denver does that, and as bad as Dallas is as a team, they are able to execute the one thing Denver has not been able to figure out in three seasons. In three seasons, they have not been able to figure this out. And I know one of the things that really bugs me is the narrative is always – Oh, can you build a good defensive team when when Jokic is your guy in there? Jokic was off the court for a lot tonight. Nuggets still getting their butts kicked defensively. I mean, uh, thirty-eight points in that third quarter. Um, twenty-nine. I mean, every quarter, twenty-nine, twenty-nine, thirty-eight. Only the fourth quarter, which was like the slowest-paced quarter, that there was just so much fewer possessions in that quarter, um, was the only one where they didn't score twenty-five or more. They scored twenty-two. So, um, defensively, Denver. You know, offensively, I thought in that Cavs game, actually in all three games previous to this one, there were ugly moments and there were very, very pretty moments that made you think, okay, this is something that is the Nuggets are at least capable of figuring out on the offensive end. Um, But defensively, they've looked by and large the exact same as they did before Millsap got back. I don't think the defense is showing improvement. And then tonight was one of those nights that I thought offensively was 90% bad offense and 10%, you know, actually, I don't even know if they got to 10% looking like last year's offense. There was only like three or four plays where I thought, okay, this looks good. So Jokic goes without a field goal in the first half, and I've talked about this on the show. This was very predictable. I'm going to disagree with every, you know, I'm, I'm out on an island with this take that I have about Jokic and his aggressiveness. I know a lot of people saw tonight and thought, okay, he didn't shoot the ball enough, and, and he looked out of sorts. He's two for nine, um, but because to me, aggressiveness and looking for a shot it's just not to me that's the wrong question it's the it's solving the wrong problem tonight Jokic took some quote-unquote aggressive shots they were bad shots I mean he forced some three-pointers um he had a couple just plays where it was like okay I feel like I'm supposed to do something um but wouldn't get it and to illustrate this I've talked about that flex post play that the Nuggets run to start the third quarter I should have put it on Twitter beforehand I should have said, guaranteed the Nuggets are running that flex post-up play to start the third quarter because that's Malone's go-to for, hey, Jokic needs to be more aggressive. We're going to get him more aggressive. It would kind of be like if Steve Nash didn't have any assists in the first half and you said, you know what, we're going to do a spread ISO for Steve Nash to get him going. It doesn't make sense. That's actually not, his, in my opinion, not his comfort zone. And they've done it maybe a dozen times over the last four games. And I don't know if Jokic has scored on that play in the dozen times that they've run it. He actually didn't even shoot. Most of the time he doesn't even shoot out of it. He passed this one to Wilson in the corner who went up for a shot and missed. So 
to me, it's it's a fundamental misunderstanding of Jokic's skill, of his mind frame, and of what makes this offense so good or made it so good um, to 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 try to run sets like that. And it wasn't. That's just one play that illustrates a broader point. I thought Denver was just so a mixture of deliberate and and just running set plays and and slowing things down um, on the offensive end mixed with really 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 bad shot selection after the game Jokic talked about we usually we go on a run and tonight we just didn't make any runs um, I think part of that was because there were so many I felt like every two minutes a new player came down and took a, a really terrible shot Jokic with those three pointers in the third quarter I mentioned I think it was like two or three of them that he took that were just you were, you, you were kind of like scratching your head like really that's the that's the shot you're going to take after passing up so many but Barton took some really weird shots um Wilson Chandler even Gary Harris Jamal Murray there were just some weird decisions from guys where it's like okay Denver gets a stop they're fast breaking there's no numbers but they have a mismatch and somebody goes one on two or one on three or something like that into the paint and um so Denver never got not gotten rhythm and on the offensive end that never once did it really feel like they were in their comfort zone uh, offensively. And that leads to, to the final and, and what I think is the most important point, you know, Dallas shot lights out. I mentioned how they collapsed Denver, you know, defensively Denver just was like running in circles all night long. Everybody um, on the court was even Millsap. Actually, I thought Millsap had a couple of really head scratching defensive plays. He's usually, the steady hand defensively um Dallas shot 15 of 27 55 and a half percent from the three-point line tonight that was I think most of the story was their hot shooting and then Denver's offense you know Paul Millsap three of 10 Nikola Jokic two of nine Gary Harris five of 13 Jamal Murray two of eight Will Barton five of 15 Devin Harris three of nine that's like your, your main key guy. Only Wilson Chandler, who was 7 of 12, was like a key scorer that the Nuggets rely on that had a not atrocious night. Everybody else atrocious sh- shooting. Um, you're talking everybody there that I just mentioned, sub 40%, most of them sub 30% um, from the field. This offense is broken a- a- on games like this. You know, there's moments in in the Cleveland game and even in that uh, Memphis game where it looked like they were starting to free flow and and everything else. But tonight it just looked like a bunch of guys standing around running in like from point A to point B. Um, Malone chalked that up to um, to a lack of will and a lack of effort. But I'm just not so sure. I've always hated this. I've always hated coaches that that don't see a connection between a team's effort and uh, and everything else that happens in a basketball court when a when a team is knows what they're supposed to do they feel um invested and inspired in what they're supposed to do then i feel like effort comes naturally when they don't i think it becomes a lot harder for for that effort now some players and i think this is this is really the defining trait of of michael malone he's a type a personality type a's are aggressive they're um make no excuses, run through a wall, all of these things. They're not necessarily creative people or, 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 or abstract thinkers or anything like that, but they're grind and axe, you know, work your butt off, mamba mentality type people. And I think in my experience, type A people like other type A people and really don't like any other types of people. Jamal Murray, I think, is type A. I think Gary Harris is type A. I think uh, Mason Plumley is type A. Nikola Jokic is the furthest thing from this, and this is the most important, uh, I think, um, 
you know, kind of uh, characteristic of Nikola Jokic and something that's, I think, important to understanding him and, and, and understanding how to get the most of him. He is not that guy. He, In my opinion, I'm playing pop psychologist here, he's the kind of guy that has to feel comfortable, has to know his role, has to understand it. Um, you know, Malone talks about teaching the why. I, Jokic looks to me like a guy that doesn't understand why he's being asked to do what he's doing on, on the basketball court. And you could, and I don't want it to make it sound like I'm throwing, taking this off of Jokic's shoulders. Jokic can, there's, is a better basketball player than what he has shown the last four games. And it doesn't matter if you if the coach calls zero plays for him or or asks him to do everything wrong. Nicole, at the end of the day, you're responsible for what you do individually. And Nikola Jokic has underperformed over the last four games. No questions about it especially tonight. So I don't I, I want to get this nip this in the bud. Nikola Jokic needs to improve mentally, physically, and I think just like get over whatever funk it is that he's in and and this emotional funk and and this like playing funk that he's in because it's so clear. That being said, one quote really sticks out at me about um, Malone's coaching style that he said, I, th- I believe, on the very first day I ever met him, the first day he spoke to the media at Pepsi Center three years ago. And he said something to the effect of, you know, if you have to teach effort, you're in a, you're in a difficult spot. Coaches shouldn't have to te- teach effort. Effort should always be there. Um, so I don't worry about that. I could not have disagreed more. At the time, I thought this, and I might have even talked about it on, on at the time it was the Pickaxe podcast. Um, I might have talked about it on there, but um, I couldn't have disagreed more with this. It's actually one of the leading responsibilities of a leader is to understand what, how to get the most out of every different type of personality and person that there is. Humans are crazy. Humans are an interesting species. We're all so different. And if you just look at the Nuggets roster, there's so many different personality types and there's so many different ways to kind of get to tap in um, to different people's uh, quirks and things like that. Well, Nikola Jokic is completely different than Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. And I feel like he's the type of guy that is lately driving Nikola Jokic crazy. And that month of February, you know, it, it seemed like other than the time when the one day when Jokic talked about uh, Jokic being an MVP candidate, that day he raved about him. Every other time you could you get the sense of, <laughs> you know, he's 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 has this health, this this unhealthy balance of love and hate for Jokic in terms of he drives him absolutely insane and he just doesn't understand him. Well, I think Malone has to and I really do think he's probably coaching for his job over this last 18 games. He's got to get he's got to get to understand Jokic. Benching him in that fourth quarter, as bad as Jokic was, and he was bad in the third quarter. He was really bad. Uh, as bad as he was, benching him in that moment was very, very strange. Denver was still within striking distance with six minutes to go. I think they were down like nine. Um, so they were within striking distance. Remember, Dallas is trying to lose. Um, and, and on top of that, just what message does it send? I think in Malone's mind it sends the message of, you know, if you don't play hard, you're not going to play. But, you know, that's not – I, I worry that's not what Nikola Jokic is hearing. I worry that he's hearing um, – you know, he wants to understand, and he and he, he feels like he has – and I tend to trust him on this – he has an understanding of the game that is being overlooked by, by Coach Malone. And benching him uh, – I'm not sure was the, was the move that was going to get the most out of him going forward. I would be surprised if this was one of those things that like lit a fire under his ass and now he comes out for the rest of the year and is playing hard. To me, it does not, it does not seem like that's a prediction I would make um, being the result of this decision. The same thing happened to Jamal Murray. I know Jokic always gets the spotlight for all these things. Jamal Murray also benched. He was 2 of 8 tonight. Um, he also was benched for the fourth quarter. I didn't think his... Um, 
you know, the, again, fast guards have beaten all of Denver's players. Will Barton wasn't exactly shutting anybody down defensively tonight, and he played throughout the whole fourth quarter. So, I, so it was very strange for Nugget for for Malone to do that at this moment in the season with this much kind of tension um, ha- hanging over the Nuggets' head, and I find it a real head scratcher. But lastly, if the Nuggets are going to make the playoffs, and now, you know, with this loss, I think Denver, fortunately, the Clippers lost, so Denver kind of remains in that eight seed. But this was a loss they definitely did not count on. It erases whatever goodwill you get from that Cleveland game last time. Now Denver has to beat Cleveland tomorrow night. Just, you know, these losses are, are becoming crucial. But even if you say, okay, Denver's going to make the playoffs, losses like this one and like the Clippers one make it so that even if they make the playoffs, they're much, much, much more likely to be a seven or an eight seed. Whereas if you get these losses, you know, you can always dream about the six, five, four, three, whatever. Um, losing games like this means almost certainly you either miss the playoffs or you get a seven or eight seed. And that's a tough pill to swallow. Denver, we, the, the struggles of Nikola Jokic have been well documented, but tonight Gary Harris, 11 points, Jamal Murray, six points, Nikola Jokic, four points. To me, those are your three core guys. And, I've said it all year. You've got to you've got to live with the things you're good at. Whether you want to be this type of team or not, you've got to be you've got to live with what you're good at. And what the Nuggets are good at are those three guys and their high-powered, high-passing, well-balanced offense. That tonight and against Memphis was gone. Against Cleveland there were only flashes of it and against the Clippers it was there was only flashes of it. So in four games over uh, in in two of the four games over the the last four game stretch it's it's looked like it did tonight and I think that should be very 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 concerning. I would love for this team to be good defensively, but more than anything I just want them to be good and I worry that they're going to they're they're sacrificing uh, some offensive talent for marginal defensive improvement. Hopefully we'll have a more cheerful one tomorrow, guys. I, I will likely do a more deep dive on denverstiffs.com. I did one today if you haven't checked that out. I love doing this podcast, and it's it's easy for me just to just kind of give off-the-cuff remarks about it. But when I go to do a column, you know, I can do video examples. I can provide some stats and all that stuff. So check out the article I did on denverstiffs.com today. I'll probably have another one up tomorrow with some video examples of things I saw in this game. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us on the web at denverstiffs.com.